Welcome to the True Face Podcast, where we have conversations about what we can learn from what's going on in our lives. My name's Robbie Angle, and I'll be your guide as we learn how to increase trust and experience grace. Today, uh, I'm actually get, hanging out in person. I'm tired of Zoom. Tim Strickland is north of Atlanta, so he drove up to hang out at the office with us today. And I met Tim about eight years ago because I heard this guy down at in Alpharetta has a passion for intentionally investing in the next generation of men. And so I was like, I want to meet this guy. And we got to meet each other. And he was doing, he, he was overhauling the middle school ministry with some intentionality of how to build into and pour into guys' lives in those middle school years, which was a passion of his. And so we connected over that passion uh, to invest in others and to see them grow. So Tim Strickland, welcome, man. Welcome to the True Face Podcast. It's good to have you on here. Thanks, Robbie. It's great to be here, man. Good to hang out with you. Uh, Tim, Tim is wearing the new True Face uh, hat. You, I, I think it's online right now on the website. If you go, we have merchandise. We've got swag, y'all. It's 2011, uh, and you're looking good in this. You got the Orvis jacket, the True Face hat. You're looking like you're from North Georgia. Hey man, you know, just trying to trying to do it do it well. You Gosh, know? you got the radio voice, the deep <laughs> voice. This is just gonna be fun. Tim is a a strong leader. He's a leader of passion and conviction. Um, he's an entrepreneur. He's got newest business. How long have you had your current business? Since 2011, so almost 10 years. I don't. I still don't know what you do. It's all kinds of like utilities, power company, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it's essential infrastructure, you know, for telecom utilities like the the, the four carriers or for like uh, you know energy utilities. It's all infrastructure stuff. So it's the kind of stuff that you know I picked. Years ago, I wanted to be in something that wasn't a nice to have, it was a must have, and the lights turning on and and being able to talk on the phone are too essential. So I said, "Hey, I think that'll that'll be good for the long term." So. Yeah. So you got a bunch of cool trucks and cool <laughs> yeah. equipment. That's Sorry. that's all I've known about yeah. it. But yeah. now I know a little more. I think you borrowed one of those trucks. Oh yeah, we so. did. Yeah, we did. I said, "I need a truck." <laughs> um, you said, "I've I've got one." What do you need? The uh, so Tim, Tim is a, a great business leader, but um, it, that's not why we've got this guy on here. Uh, Tim's um, journey has been amazing to watch over the past eight years and how God has used it, what uh, God has done in and through Tim. And uh, so that I'm excited for you um, to share that with the tribe and the True Face tribe that we can learn from this journey God has had you and Tony on. Um, but before we jump in to more context, I I, I want to say thank you for your example of community and intentionality in relationship. Uh, you've been in a group that's been together for how long? How long have y'all been together? Since 2006. Okay. So you have been faithful in community with some brothers uh, which I know as well. And I have watched you guys from afar, your intentionality and commitment. And I see um, when your kids have weddings, all of you guys are there. Yeah. And, you know, how you've stood with each other through this um, has been awesome to watch. And, and watching you guys support each other and love each other through this journey has just been encouragement to me uh, as 
as we all need those brothers, comrades, that fully known group. And it's hard and it takes years to get there and intentionality. And you've modeled that for me. So thanks on a personal note. Awesome. Well, Um, no, it's been one of the greatest blessings in my life outside of my family. You know, I mean, they are extension of our family. So it's, it's been pretty amazing, you know, through the good and the bad. Yep. You know, and probably needed them more in the bad than in the good. Yeah. And it's rare. I mean, it is hard to come by and Mm -hmm. it's hard to keep. It's it's swimming against the current busyness hardship. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not what culture teaches us for sure. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so Tim, you've had quite a journey. Uh, fill us in on what uh, a little bit about your story and what you've been going through with Tony and Taylor, and uh, what God's been teaching you through that. Well, I, I guess I'll, I'll back it up to say when we, you know, we. We did a lot of our family. We really wanted to try to get a different, a more global perspective. So we were heavy into doing mission mission work, and you know, I was like any other dad who wanted to try to figure out what was happening uh, in your middle school students. So I got involved in middle school uh, at our church, and you know, just investing in young men, and you know, so I could be around my son, mm-hmm. but not be his leader. Yep. You know, so just to learn, be a better dad. That was really what it was all about. And, you know, turned into, you know, a part of your lifetime passion and your, your life's mission is investing in young men who become older men eventually and, you know, invest, keep investing along the way and realize that, you know, that was, that was something that God had kind of been planning for me for a long, long time. And I didn't realize that hmm. uh, all the way back to, the uh, promise keepers days back in back in the the 80s and 90s i remember going and saying you know wow there's something here there's something in this that speaks to my heart and so it was it was really cool so that evolved and we we said we're in a mission trip and we started this this uh band of brothers concept uh group and it's it's been you know incredibly important to us and you know, along the way, you know, like I said, some good stuff happens that you celebrate together and some bad stuff happens that, uh, you know, that you can't carry. Yeah. And, and they help you carry. And that's the key part for us is during the, during the, um, when Taylor passed away, was in a car accident when he was 23. That's five years ago now already. Gosh, that's time's flying. But um, you don't have the strength to walk through that individually you know i mean no matter how good your relationship is you're with your wife or no matter those those are those overwhelming circumstances that just the 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 waves crash over you and you hope you can get back to the top and just get a breath yep i remember that was a big thing for me is you know when people are how you doing i said man i'm just trying to keep breathing Tell us about you. Give us more context for Tony Taylor, your family situation. You and Tony have been married almost thirty years. Going going on thirty years here in April. Yeah, wow. it's pretty pretty amazing. I, like I said, I way out punting my coverage. So yeah, uh, yeah. we know <laughs> those of us that know. Huh. But but uh, and then we had our son at third when we were in our thir- early thirties, and he was twenty three when again he had his. Uh, Fatal accidents, car accident going on. So your one son, um, who you as a passion, conviction of investment, um, you you were an incredible father. 
and you invested in him and his middle school and the passion. And at, at 23, how did he pass? Tell us just for so context. So he, he, he was going to, he worked for our company at the time, uh, and he was going to start a new project in a, an IT initiative for the company using uh, iPhones and stuff like that. And he was a he was a technology geek, loved that kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. also knew how to do stuff in the field. So he was a great blend, and he was going up to Charlotte to to uh, start a project and an initiative up there. And wrong place, wrong time on eighty five in North Georgia, mile marker one fifty six. Tell us about that call when you got it. I I cannot imagine. I mean, when when we look at a life of challenges, difficulties, ups, downs, I think that is universally the worst nightmare for all of us. And as a as a young dad, I mean that that is the worst yeah. nightmare I can imagine. How to give me insight into what that is because I can't imagine, and I'm scared to death of that. I don't know what, how to even. You can't prepare. I'm assuming it's the worst nightmare. Yeah, I mean, you know, parents' worst nightmare is that kind of. And, and unfortunately, I was at a business meeting that evening with my partner, a business partner, and my wife was home and she had to experience that information. The police came and said, hey, is your son, and, and Taylor Strickland, and she had to experience that alone on her, her herself with, with two police officers. And it just broke my heart that I wasn't there. And she spent the next hour trying to reach me and of course I had turned my phone down and was you know engaged in a fairly serious business meeting and finally she called my partner's phone and he picked up and says hey you got to go home and you know he really didn't tell me what was going on and I walked in and you know just got the news that no parent ever wants to hear and you know, it's overwhelming. You really, you know, when you go back to that, it's 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 a tough one, man. You know, and so we, uh, our our friend of ours was already there. One mm-hmm. of our group, one of the couples, uh, Tony had called them, and they showed up, and you know, just wanted to be there because we didn't, they didn't want her to be alone, and and um, you know, just the worst night of your life. You you know. One of the toughest things was me calling my dad mm. and letting him know. And uh, then calling his godfather and letting him know. Those are the two hardest calls I ever made in my life. And, you know, it's it's an out-of-body experience. You're, you're almost like numb. And literally, my focus was to keep breathing. Yeah. And... Um, that group of men and their wives all rallied around us and helped carry us for the next uh, extended period of time. It's not just, oh, it's an event. It's over after the the uh, service and all that kind of stuff. It's a, it's, it's, I learned a lot about allowing others to love me. Tell me more about that. What do you mean? Um, during that time, because as a guy, you know, we go through life and, you know, hey, yeah, we love our wives, our wives love us, all that kind of stuff. But when you're truly in need and need to be poured into and fill up um, and being humble enough to be able to, it, it wasn't something that came naturally. It wasn't comfortable, but 
you knew that that's what needed to take place. And so allowing others to love you and to pour into you and to say, come on, man. Yeah. You know, just, just accepting God's love through others was a big, big deal. And yeah. because, you know, I don't know, us guys, we like to believe that we can, yeah. you know, we got what it takes. We can go it alone. We're, we're tough enough and, and we're not. <laughs> and, and when you realize that, um, that was a that was a humbling thing, and that that brought your connection with God. I mean, it just it made it even closer. And didn't mean I didn't have some questions, and some didn't mean I didn't wrestle with Him, and doesn't mean I have have always gotten my answers that I needed. Yeah. Um, but you you get to the place where you say, okay, um, I don't know. This is way bigger than me. This is something I can't understand. I trust you with it, mm-hmm. and. You know, I remember, you know, the first first couple weeks, I just said, you know, and I told these guys that, I said, I, I just have to call, crawl up into my daddy's lap hmm. and say, I don't know what to do with it. And so that's where I landed. And that's where I was able to help work through and reconcile that, you know, my life going forward wasn't going to be the same. And it wasn't going to look anything like I thought it was going to look. So, and and that pain and that, um, you know, I was able to, to my, my wife was an incredible lady. She's incredibly strong. And I, I just, we, we just kind of said, we're going to keep breathing together hmm. and we're going to finish along. We're going to finish. And, you know, it's a, it's a statistic that just hit me. And it's kind of weird. Eighty uh, percent of marriages fail that where they have a, a child who who's um, loses their life. And I remember that being one of the first things that went through my head when she mm. told me Taylor was gone. Mm. And I was like, No, no way, God. You know, I know where he is. I know his salvation is real. I know he's he's with you and yep. his Savior now, but. We're going to finish together, no matter what, whatever it takes. Hmm. And that was the first thing I really thought about. Hmm. And it just, you know, I know it sounds kind of weird, but that was what I was thinking about. Because, you know, you can't change what's what's already changed. But, yep. You know, you can say, oh, that's not going to happen. So, yep. not that I'm not a knucklehead and can't do something stupid the next moment. But, you know, we... Uh, we uh, we are best friends and you know, we love spending time together. I think I was telling you before and you know, it's just, um, we, we've transitioned also to some common things where we were, our pain has been able to meet some purpose too, Mm -hmm. which is a, which is key. I don't think you can sit in that. I mean, you can't sit in that pain forever. If, if, If you don't, I mean, it felt like somebody pulled my heart out of my chest, reached literally in my chest and was pulling my heart out. And you're in that for a while, but you have to give that to God. And eventually he takes that acute level of pain and, and does something with it. And eventually you're able to transition through, um, through just that, that horrible valley into okay, it's different and we're going to figure out what, what next means yep. and we'll just walk together in it. And, 
you know, the, the pain meeting purpose thing for me was we, we had always been involved in pouring into young men and, and, and other men and stuff like that. And, you know, that was a passion of Taylor's too, because uh, he had led a group of young men that, that are now in their mid twenties. Um, and w- along with some of the guys that were in my group and that was a beautiful thing to see, you know, that them pouring in, setting examples for him and then him investing. And so we just kind of wanted to carry that legacy forward. He and I had done a, uh, an event called Christ in the Rockies. It's a father son adventure camp, you know, that's spiritual based. Uh, and we'd done that a couple of years before he passed away and just loved it. Just had a great time with it. And we felt a nudging, you know, Tony and I, that we wanted to go back out and serve yep. at that. And then while we were out there serving, we're like, you know, I, I think this is something we need to carry forward. And so we started uh, that same kind of ministry here in the Southeast and, and it's Christ in the Smokies. And it's father, son stuff, but it's really kind of aligned and it's camps that, that are, we go deep dives into these camps. And it's alignment with like what True Face is trying to do, uh, is that, but it's specifically for guys. Um, but it's raising the next generation of Christian men, yep, and giving them some help and some direction and some support in how to live their lives. And everybody's got their own journey, uh, you know. So we start with the father sons at you know. When, and invite them into manhood and validate them and tell them what they need to hear and tell them what they, you know, give them the tools and stuff like that. And then we're we're providing a new camp this year that's for men 35 and older. It's a go inward to go onward. Yep. We baited that camp last year out in Colorado and had great success with it and love it. And it's all built around, you know, uh, trout fishing and some things like that as adventures. But it's, you know, that... That, starting that transition of digging up what's holding us back and, and teaching people how to get rid of that. So it, it was amazing that the, that intention out, was it intentional to, to shift from pain into purpose and to say, we can't stay here forever. Eventually we have to channel something into, to a redeeming purpose filled um, endeavor. Was that intentional or did that happen organically for you? I'm a kind of a strategic thinking guy, uh, so it, it it had already been laid on our hearts to do something, yep. you know, and so there there's that time, you know, you can't live in the pain forever, like I said, because otherwise it's debilitating and will destroy you. Yep. It, it, you, you lose hope. Yep. What I found in it is that, okay, by being able to tell Taylor's story, by showing these guys you know hey uh, you can live through the worst things yep if you have god by your side walking with you and so being able to tell that story was redeeming and was uh healing for us and then also you know i i know taylor was passionate about young men that's right and about being the next generation of christian man in this world so it was an easy segue for us. I, I got to join you last summer uh, at one of your Christ in the Smokies. As you wrap up event, the ceremony at the end, and it was amazing watching the intentionality that God has put on your life throughout your life. 
and um, and then honoring Taylor in different ways of just redeeming that pain and that hurt in a way of uh, creating an environment for fathers and sons. And uh, if you've got a high school, college age son, um, check out ChristInTheSmokies.org. And mm-hmm. if you want to go and create a, a lifetime of memory and intentionality, uh, it'll be worth it. Um, I can't wait to take my boys. Um, I'm going to need some scholarship. For, <laughs> I'm going to have six years in a row of, of coming to that thing. Um, you, I hear a, a couple things in your story. Um, I hear of commitment in relationship uh, that that you committed to these to this group of brothers and earlier on and then when crisis hit um, they were there and provided stability and a source for you to um, have a foundation of support and care that then you committed to Tony in a different way and said we're not going to be the 80% I'm going to commit to this and then then that commitment to the next generation of guys uh, with your time, talents, and treasures. Um, you still have got a full-time job, and this passion um, of, of seeing fathers connected with their sons has happened, which God has put on your heart. And um, I, I wonder what areas of our life do we need to commit to with greater intentionality? Because we're all committing to things um, passively sometimes I, I don't I'm sitting here thinking I don't know what I've committed to with that degree of intentionality and do I need to commit to things that align with my priorities I don't know what that looks like for me but it's it is relational relation we commit to all kinds of stuff but we usually don't commit to relationships the way that your story has but the pain of of your relationship with God in that season, we have such a good God and a good loving father. And I'm curious as to your heart of like that journey of ups and downs of your once your, your, your son, one of your best friends dies at 23 in a freak car accident. God, how do you, how do you, how did you reconcile? And what did that look like in your conversations with our father? Oh, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a deep, deep hole. Um, I would say that, you know, you start asking why and what and all this other kind of stuff early on, but you know, you have to, you have to go have that Jacob moment. You got to go spend some time and it's okay if everything's not gentle and sweet, you know, God can handle that. And I, I would say, I had to wrestle with him about some things. Um, and, and I don't know that it ever gets completely reconciled other than you can say, I'm okay with moving forward. You know, one day I'd love to walk along the river and have that discussion when I get there one day. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's bigger than me. It's way more, you know, I, I, I only see this little box that I can see and I, I have to trust him. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to just really say, I don't know how to handle it. I'm giving this to you. And I'm praying that you'll you'll give me the strength and the uh, and your will about what you want for my life yeah. uh, alongside Tony. So that's that's really is, is it's kind of 
cliche, I guess, or it's a little, little, uh, you know, you have to take these steps and these steps allow you to continue to move forward and allow you to, because, you know, there's just no way you can stay in those, that deep, dark place for extended periods of time and it not destroy who you are uh, or, or those that, you know, so that's, that's the love of others that comes in and gets the helps that. We talk a lot about trust, obviously, at uh, True Face, and it, and we the difficult part of trust is it's usually connected to dependence and humility, which is a beautiful thing on as a word. Uh, in reality, um, dependence is usually connected to brokenness and hardship and and need, whether that's a massive traumatic event or an internal disruption of control or pride or arrogance. Um, do we need God? And he loves us. And this journey is fraught with reminders of our dependence and whether we, we turn away or go, God trust you with this. Um, at that, that is not easy. And that is, (laughs) that is hard. And you have to dig up some bones. I can tell you it's the, that's uh, it's not easy, and yeah. we we wonder why it's a narrow road of men and women that finish the course well. You know, um, it is hard, and um, but it, as our mutual friend Reggie Campbell, I remember uh, about about this time last year, meeting with him, and he said, "I'm going to die pretty soon," um, and I can't stop thinking about the goodness of God. Mm. He, you know, that song was his anthem, and um, he was just overwhelmed. And like I, I met with him a couple times when it was after he knew it was it was weeks or months, yeah. um, and he said, "Dude, like I, 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 my brain is exploding, my heart is exploding with how good God is and how faithful He is, and." When it gets hard, you know, and and it was hard for him. Uh, And when it gets hard, like, we do have a good, loving God. And at the end of the day, even if your heart is ripped out of your chest, you chose. He is good. I don't get it. I can't get it. I've got a box that I can't see beyond. But I'm going to choose that, and I'm going to trust that. And I love your faithfulness. I love your strength in that, your leadership of leading Tony in that or if she's leading you, or that's the beauty of, of a healthy marriage and, mm-hmm. and the fruit of that, that I got to see, uh, at Christ in the Smokies. So, um, thanks. I love you, Tim. This was fun. This was, uh, I, I am thankful for men and women on the narrow road to learn from and to steal from and take nuggets from. And you gave that to us today as a true face tribe. So Tim, thank you for joining Everybody listening, feel free to subscribe to this podcast, share it, check out our other resources at trueface.org, and check out christinthesmokies.org. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week.